Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. Hello, Ivy Church. Hello, Ivy Church. Welcome to Ivy Church. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. Welcome. Have you ever wondered what the call of God is on your life? Do you already know what that is? If so, are you living out that call or has something held you back? Did the call seem way too big for you, way too beyond you or just way too impossible? Well, today we're looking at the story of when God first called Abraham a man who had no children of his own and no prospect of children, as his wife Sarah was unable to conceive. And yet this man God chose and called to be the father of many nations. A man whose descendants would be as numerous as the stars in the sky. A man God promises to bless him and not only him, but generations to come through him. How impossible would that have seemed to Abraham? We later find out that God did bless them with a miracle child, Isaac, who was born to them in their old age, and the blessings of God continued in and through them for generations to come. But let's go right back to the beginning, to the start of Abraham's journey, and see what we can learn from him there at the moment when God first calls him. So Abram, his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot are living in Haran the place his father Terah had settled and has now died. Let's pick up the story here in Genesis 12. The Lord said to Abram, go from your country, your people and your father's household to the land I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all the peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Before we delve deeper into the passage, it's important to note here that Abram's father Terah had previously set out with his family to go to Canaan, the promised land. But we read this at the end of chapter 11. Terah took his son Abram, his grandson Lot, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, and together they set out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. They stop short of their destination and Terah ends up living out the rest of his life in Haran and eventually dying and being buried there. I wonder why Terah decided to stop and settle his family in Haran. I wonder what held them back from going all the way to Canaan. Perhaps they got tired. Perhaps the journey was just too long, just too hard. And perhaps when they arrived at Haran, it looked a nice place. So they thought, this is nice, we'll stay here. And they settled. I wonder how many of us have ever stopped short and settled halfway to the destination, halfway to the goal, got fed up and given up. I know I have many times. 
I love starting new things, but the going gets tough and I, I really just don't want to carry on. In fact, I've started marathon training, I've started a home study degree course and half finished that and get, then just got bored with it and thought, why am I doing this? Um, and none of these things in my life have had massive repercussions in the great scheme of things. But I wonder if, for some of us, this might be true also of the calling of God on our lives. What I'd like you to think about now is what has stopped you? What has ever held you back? It's interesting that before God told Abram to go to, he told him to go from. He said, go from your country, your people and your father's household. He was called to go from his country, Haran, the place where they'd been settled. He was called to go from his people, those around him who had settled with him, who knew him, the familiar people in his life and who were living with him in that place. And also called to go from your father's household. His father Terah has now died. Abram is a father of his household and God invites him to go from being under the authority and the leadership of Terah to the place God will show him. It's the call on his life to follow God wherever he leads him. I don't know about you, but this calling to go from really resonates with me. Before God called us here to Ivy, before we knew it was here he was showing us, he had very clearly called us out of our previous church, a place we'd been for, part of, for all of my Christian life. At the time, we had no idea where he would bring us or show us. We just knew we had to leave that place, to go from there, to leave behind the place, the physical church, a very familiar place of worship and teaching that felt like home to us, to leave the people, those familiar faces, those people who discipled us and loved us, the people we loved, our family in the church, we were called to leave them. And also our father's household. We were called to come from out of that authority and move into a new authority. I've since been on more of a journey of going from. The going from for me and leaving behind also involved leaving behind some old mindsets, some old beliefs and old attitudes, things that just don't fit here anymore. I had personal issues that were holding me back and keeping me stuck in my Haran, my place of settling, a place short of the place God has called me to go. Since COVID, I'm sure we're all, we all know the pain of going from and leaving and burying some of the things behind. But we've had to, we've had to step out of the old in order to step into the new, in order to receive the blessing which is held in the place God calls us. Let's just read that passage again. After God has told Abram to leave behind the old and go to the new, his promise is that in this new place, in the promised land, he says this, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Wow, what a blessing for this man. The promise here is not just for Abram, but for a great nation. Generations to come will be blessed because Abram first obeyed God in the leaving 
and then in the going. And here we are, generations which were to come, have all come. All peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. We are all peoples. Thank you, Abram, for obeying the call of God to go. In the same way, Abram's obedience then affected nations. What we do here and now in the kingdom of God will have repercussions for generations to come. It matters how we respond now to the Lord's calling on our lives. Our children's children's children will be blessed or bound by our actions now. They will inherit what we leave behind. We read in verses 6 and 7, Abram travelled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Morah at Shechem. At that time, Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. How far are we willing to go now? How far are we willing to obey the call of God? The blessings are poured out now in and through us. They are the inheritance we will leave for our next generation. It matters way beyond us. It counts way beyond us. Remember Lot, the nephew. He was taken with terror and they settled halfway to the promised land. But he also went with Abram who obeyed God and arrived at the promised land. The next generation are watching and learning from us right now. We are taking them with us. How far can we take them into all that God has called us to? Will they see us settle short of the calling? Or will they see us obedient to going wherever the Lord will show us? At the very start, Abram was obedient. The most important thing we can do as disciples of Jesus is to obey him. The second most important thing we can do is to teach and be an example to others in obeying him too. We don't know all the places he'll call us and we definitely don't know the places he will call the next generation. So our obedience must not be dependent on where or what we are called to, but the one who calls us. When God said to Abram, go to the place I will show you, he didn't tell him it was Canaan, because perhaps then Abram would have been choosing to be obedient to the place God called him to, rather than the God who called him. Maybe some of us have not stepped out in faith on the call of our lives because the call itself, the place, seemed way too big, way too hard, way too far to go, and way too costly, way too massive to even conceive in your mind. Maybe that's why it's easier to settle but settling isn't the place of blessing if God is calling us to go. And he is calling us to go. There is a call on the life of every follower of Jesus. In Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20, we read this. Then Jesus came to them, his disciples, and he said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. God said to Abram, go and I will bless you and make you into a great nation, a nation to be reconciled to God. And all the peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. 
Jesus says to us, go and make disciples of all nations to baptize them and then teach them to obey. This is our calling. This is the place God is showing us as Ivy. We are called and we are going to make disciples. Disciples who will then make disciples. We are on mission. It's movement. It's not static and it's not settled. It requires obedience. It requires trust in the one who sends us, Jesus. We might not have all the answers to how this looks in each of our lives, but Jesus does. It might feel scary and unknown and new territory. New places of calling usually are. We are being sent out in his name. And that's massive. It's life changing. It's nation changing. It's eternity changing for those we're sent to. But we serve a massive God. We serve a God who sent his son to the cross. We serve the son who went to the cross and he didn't settle in the comfortable places. We serve a God who not only blesses us in our obedience and trust in him, but will bless others through us. We don't need to have all the answers. We just need to trust the one who does. The one who is with us always to the very end of the age. We go trusting in him. The best time to move in faith is when God tells us to. But if you've put that off in the past or stopped short or settled, then the second best time is now. So if you're sitting here today thinking about the times when you've settled for second place, when you've settled halfway to the promise, like terror, where you've stopped short of the call of God on your life, then I've got great news because unlike terror, you haven't died there. You're still here. In Abram, God proved we're never too old to be called. We're never too old to be blessed by him. So is there anything still holding you back and keeping you settled? What does Haran represent in your life for you? Is there any area of your life where you feel you've settled for less? What holds you back from following God into everything he has for you? Is it a place of familiarity, of comfort? Is it a people, friendships, family, people who don't want you to go, people who want you to stay behind and settle? Or is it maybe like me, something in your own mindset and attitude? Does this all feel scary? Yeah. But Jesus' disciples wrestled with the same fears and the same questions. And this is what he said to them. Anyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. What a promise. So I want to encourage us all today to leave behind the stuff that hinders us, the stuff that holds us back, to bury the dead stuff and be set free from that, to be set free to go forward in the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit into all the places that God shows us. We are all part of God's story. It's not finished. So how far are we willing to go? How many people can we reach across nations who will come back to God and continue to make more disciples long after we have left this earth and join the great cloud of witnesses in heaven? How many lives will be transformed by the love and blood of Jesus because we chose to be obedient enough to say yes to the one who calls us? 
How many of our children and teenagers, the next generations, will be obedient to God, the call of God on their life because they have already walked the path of obedience with us now here? Jesus says, go. Let's let nothing hold us back from saying yes to the one who calls us. Thank you.